Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Russ and Matt, No Appointment Necessary. I'm Russ and with me as always is my good friend Matt Passant. Hiya Matt. How you doing Russ, you alright? I'm good thanks, you okay? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Do you have a good Valentine's Day? Um, no, because it hasn't happened yet. No, no, I know that, but it, it would have done... By the time this comes out, it would have done. All oh, right, okay. Um, so, okay yeah. do, you thi- do you think you're going to have a good Valentine's Day? I hope so, yeah. yeah. Good, Got good. the card, got the flowers. Yeah, should be all right. The concept of uh, recording ahead of time still hasn't caught up with you yet, has it? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't, no. Season it two, out. episode three. That <laughs> was Christmas 2022. <laughs> yeah, it was, well... Fifth lockdown, so not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, tonight is a bonus episode. Yeah, it is. Excited about this one. It's an interview. Our first yep. one of the year. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very talented young woman. Yeah. Which uh, does that... things with a biro that I could only dream of. Yeah, like, like I've said many times, I can't even write with a biro. Never mind you, what she does with one. Uh, art is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, Russ, this is the moment when, because we may bring new listeners to the show tonight. She's yeah. got quite a good social media following, so hopefully. So this is our chance to try and sell ourselves, so they'll come back. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So um, as we're talking to an artist, maybe we should give some art facts, do you reckon? Okay, well, I've got a few. Yeah, that doesn't sound pre-planned, does it? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I've got the I've got the facts you text me about. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's what we're about, really, isn't it? We talk about a theme, digest it, analyze it, ruin it, and then go on to next week's show, hoping we'll do better. Yeah, and we haven't learned from our mistakes. No, we're getting there. No, nope. we are getting there. We are. So uh, give us some facts, then, Russ. Let's warm us up. The first pencil was invented in England in 1565. Really? Yeah. I thought they used feathers then. Well, yeah. Feathers dipped in ink, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You just told me to get facts, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Sorry. Yeah. Give us another then. Painting the Mona Lisa's lips took Leonardo da Vinci 12 years. And that's just the lips. Really? Yeah. So our guest tonight is more talented than Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah, with a biro. Because I've seen, I don't think any of her drawings have taken 12 years. Before he learnt to walk, Picasso could draw. The first word he spoke was the Spanish word for pencil, which is poncil. (laughs) I made that up. Did you? But the <laughs> no, whole no, the whole the, fact or just the ponsel? The ponsel bit. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Yeah, because I would have believed that. Pablo Capasso, no, Pablo Picasso was an animal lover. He owned a pet monkey, a goat, an owl, a turtle and packs of dogs. Brilliant. Leonardo da Vinci was a vegetarian and he also fought for animal rights. He would buy caged birds and then set them free. He'd have fit in now, in today's era then, really, wouldn't he? Well, it depends what he thought about Brexit, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Rush. You've 
outdone yourself again. Whoa, 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 I've got loads more. Oh, have you? You, you, you wanted them. You're getting them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead, then. Salvador Dali thought he was his dead brother. That makes no sense. And he had an older brother also named Salvador. He thought he was his dead brother? Yeah. Nine months before Dali was born, his brother died of gastroenteritis. Yeah. And at the age of five, Dali's parents took him to the grave of his brother and told Dali he was a reincarnation of his brother. So he's kind of... That's a bit cruel, isn't it? His family kind of forced it on him. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good parenting. So, Mind you, he became an... He did all right in the end, didn't he? He didn't grow up to be a killer or nothing. He he was an artist, so... Yeah, yeah. Vincent van Gogh only sold one painting on record. Did he? Yeah. Do you know which one it was? Oh, I wish he never asked me that, because I don't know any of his paintings. I just know his name. The Red Vineyard of Arles. Ah, okay. What was that like, ever, or while he was alive? While he was alive. Because they don't really, I, I mean, I don't really want to say this when we've got an artist about to come on, but <laughs> don't they sell most of their paintings when they're dead? Well, I think they become famous, don't they? Yeah. So do you, we're trying to. Yeah. Does that mean our podcast? Does that mean you have to die before our podcast, you know, becomes globally famous? I think you should do it. We'll we'll record a few more episodes, die, and then I'll reap the rewards. Russ, we did an episode on cults at the weekend. Yeah. Stop trying to convince me to die. <laughs> you, The message we were trying to deliver during our cults episode is don't join one, and you're trying to get me to kill myself now. The, so. the message of the cults episode, for those who haven't heard it, is don't join a cult. If anyone tries to get you to join a cult and tells you to abandon your friends and family, don't. And if you do join a cult, most of them want you to mutilate Stop yourself, so don't cut your testicles off if you join a cult. They're my, yeah. they're my three big messages. Yeah, and then... Three days later, you tell me I need to die for the greater good of your success story. Yeah, so it's not a cult, that's a fact. You've learnt nothing. <laughs> no, I, ne- I never have. <laughs> right, right. So are you warmed up with those art facts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to speaking to India now. So let's do it, shall we? Do you want one quick more? One more? Yeah, if you could say it properly, I'll have another year. Roman statues are made with detachable heads. One head could be taken off and replaced by yet another one. Well, okay. There you go. Let's do the interview. Hi, India. You okay? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks. So, thanks for speaking to us today. No, thank you for having me. Oh, no, I've been looking forward to this. As I say, we, um, one of our followers are someone retweeted or liked one of your drawings and I looked on your Twitter page and they're absolutely brilliant and considering you do it all with the biro and the fact that I can't even write properly with the biro <laughs> it's just absolutely fantastic so what got you started and uh, what's been your inspirations for getting involved in doing your artwork oh well both of my parents are really like artistic and creative they both went to um, art college yeah um, and my dad is a graphic designer so I've always sort of grown up with a lot of like creativity around me. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've always I've always drawn that like we've we've got home videos of me sat in cupboards drawing. It's a bit weird, but. <laughs> 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 it's 
<laughs> it sounds yeah. a bit forced, that doesn't. You will be an artist. <laughs> you will come out this cupboard once you've yes. drawn me. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> By choice, no. I'm in the cupboard. <laughs> um, so I've always done it from a really young age and. I've always been like really really fascinated by it and there's a lot of practice a lot of a lot of tears a lot of <laughs> struggle yeah. and frustration but it's all worth it I think yeah so what what made you pick biro instead of the, the you know the usual the paints really um it was actually my dad I was doing GCSE art and we were given this like project where we had to draw this like landscape and I got back and I was like, I don't know what should I do it in? And my dad was like, just do it in a biro. And I looked at him and was like, are you joking? I was like, I'm not going to be able to rub that out. I was like, How no. Um, and then he was like, just go for it. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to use this a lot. So I, it was from then that I was just like, I just want to try and perfect it. I just think it stands out a lot more than pencil, personally. Yeah. I can't get my head around like the final like picture that you draw i can't get my head around how that's done with a biro <laughs> it's just fascinating like i've looked at a lot of your pictures on twitter i just can't get my head around it it's just absolutely Thank brilliant you. yeah i think it's interesting because i you know i do have people kind of ask me you know do you mess up what happens and i still don't would get halfway through drawing i'm like oh wow that person is way too tanned <laughs> I'm gonna have to start this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's. I think because I've done it for so long, I've, I'm getting more and more used to, you know, like the shading and to keep it light compared to stuff. But, but yeah, I think it's just it's challenging. That's for sure. So, how long would you say you've been doing it with a biro? Then, when did you start doing that? Oh, I was 14. Like, so, oh my god, nine years. Right. Wow. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah yeah it would have been been nine years that i've sort of mainly used it which is and do many other people use that method or is that just something um, you've like I mean, perfected I, mean, I, follow, I follow like quite a few artists that do use biro which is really interesting because i like to see how they use it to compare it to how i use it and i and i see like quite a few but it's definitely not like i don't think it's the norm I think a lot of people mainly go for pencils when they're doing like realistic stuff because you can get such good shading. You can rub away certain bits, get the highlights and the shadows. But I personally just think it has a, you can get so much more depth with a biro. And how long does it take you to do one of your pictures? So if you're going to start to do, like I've seen your Ricky Gervais one, and I've got to tell you that Richard Attenborough one is absolutely brilliant. I, that's my favorite. Out of all the ones, I can also ask for my favorite one you've done. So how long did it take you to do that? Cool, I think did the day uh David Attenborough must be between like seventeen to nineteen hours. Bloody hell. Yeah. It, did you say Richard Attenborough then? Correct. Oh sorry, Richard <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> I think you said Richard Attenborough then. I was like, who? Yes. I didn't really know. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. Uh, shall, shall I correct him or what, what do I do? Yeah, sorry, David Attenborough. Bloody hell. He made me look stupid last week, so I'll leave that on the edit, make him look stupid. Well, to be fair, Richard Attenborough is his brother. You know the guy of Jurassic Park? That's his brother. That's Richard Attenborough. You know the guy who wears white in Jurassic Park? Really? Yeah, the Richard Hammond. Hang on. Yeah. David Attenborough's brother is Richard Attenborough. And you know in the first Jurassic Park film, the guy in the white who owns the park? Oh. That's his brother. Yeah. There you go. There's a fact for you. Yeah, you learn something new every day. 
Yeah. Wow. Nice one, right? You saved that. Well done. You came back from that. We are a light-hearted factual podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry, yeah. uh, David David Attenborough, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that one took, I think, 17 to 19 hours. Some of them are smaller, so they don't take as long, but I'm currently doing, like, it's massive. It's A2-sized. I've not done this big before. And it's taken me 15 hours. And so far, I just have some eyes and a nose. <laughs> All right. So um, how long would you spend on one session, like one bit before you'd have a break? How long would you spend on one section? Oh, it completely depends on my mood. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, right, I'm going to do loads today. And I will spend all day doing it, like easy eight, nine hours. And then I had a day today where I've been like, yeah, let's get this story done and I've barely done anything netflix is my is that... netflix yeah. gets in the way sometimes but <laughs> yes yeah it's definitely yeah it's easy ever... to get trapped watching the same crap isn't it <laughs> yeah have you ever got to you started one this is probably a bit of a juvenile question to ask really but have you ever got one where you've really come close to finishing and you've just made a mistake and you've had to totally scrap it and start again yeah i was doing a commission actually and it was really big and um, I was really close to the end. I was really happy with it. And what happened? Oh, I think I, I dropped the pen and moved it. And the big black pen mark went straight through the middle of it. No. Oh, no. So I had to completely restart. Because there's no coming back from that. No, no. Um, and another one is I drew this dog for someone. And it was finished. I was so happy with it. And then I cut my thumb and bled all over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I couldn't give up. the Byra. <laughs> I, like, oh. I said, I was like, it's going to be a little bit late this one. I'm really sorry. I've been so busy. I'm not, not going to tell them that I've bled everywhere. That would be... <laughs> oh, that's. that's yeah, no. Have you kept that one? Because if you become really famous, that'd be worth something in a few years. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I did not keep that. <laughs> Another question I'd be wanting to ask you as well, since I saw you work, and I hope the answer to this is yes because I really think you've got a chance at this. Would you go on Portrait Artist of the Year? Have you seen it on Sky Arts? I have seen it. And it's interesting, because not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, my dad mentioned, said you should go on it. And I think I watched it, but a lot of the a lot of the work on there is all painting. No, the, I watch it every year, and I watch the Landscape Artist of the Year as well. And... Yeah, a lot of them are paints, but there are quite a few with pencils. Even like collages are starting to more oh, of that okay. starting to come on. But I think you would absolutely smash that. And I'd re- oh. I, that's one thing I'd be wanting to say to you this whole thing: get on that TV show because I think you'd absolutely smash it. Oh, you think? Oh gosh. Yeah, definitely. And could you? And if you are on it, could you plug yeah. us? Yeah. While you're there, we can do with the yeah. publicity as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I think. I think I've had more people recently say that I should sort of give it a go. And I think, you know, I might look into it. But but you only have four hours on that. That's your... Do you think you could do one in four hours? Uh, the small one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Oh. As long as you don't put <laughs> your stuff <laughs> at the end. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the summer's going to get it. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I saw on your uh, Twitter that you you did a video from your first drawing through to your most recent. Um, how old were you when you did that, that first, first one? one? I think I was four. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that is amazing. I've got a five-year-old and his drawings aren't like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are just really poor paintings of a tree oh, on a fridge. Well, you know, creativity. And... Art, is, art is what you make of it. <laughs> the yeah. sad thing is, when he, when he compared yours to his son's, he's grounded his son for a month. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough. Yeah. Oh, I put him in the cupboard. <laughs> Maybe that's what okay, I should do. Come. You're not allowed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, spawn. With your tattoo, was that your own business? Or how long have you been doing that? Do you want to talk about Yeah, that? so I started my apprenticeship with tattooing in January 2018, I think. And then I got my license because I I wasn't tattooing at first I was just doing loads of different designs and stuff and then I got my license in October but then I didn't actually start fully taking bookings and tattooing people until January January 2019 yeah am I getting these dates right yeah yes yeah 100% and then I tattooed like fully for about a year and obviously we went into 2020 and that's when it all kind of went a bit upside down obviously yeah. as we all know um so I worked it out even though I've had my license like over a couple of years now I've actually only tattooed fully for about a year and a few months yeah um and like I yeah tattooing is a bit of a myth now really isn't it <laughs> how was your first ever one how did that go? Were you nervous or did it? I suppose you have to do a lot of practice on. Oh, yeah. So I practiced. Million volunteers. I practiced loads on the fake skin. And then it was my boss. Just t- he literally just came in one day. I didn't actually have my license at this point. He just came in and was like, You're going to tattoo me today. And I was like, I'm literally, my first thought was, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> no, I can't do this. And then, um, a bit of pressure being on the oh boss, God, isn't it? Terrifying. And then I got and the new nickname of. Uh, India Parkinson's because I couldn't stop shaking. <laughs> I literally like my hand. I couldn't focus it at all. As soon as I got like a few centimeters away from his skin, my whole arm was it was awful. And I as I started sweating, I was like, I'm gonna be sick. I was, I was like, I need to go home. He was like, just tattoo me. <laughs> what were you drawing on? I take it you're not, oh, like, no, that I'm not like that now. Thank God. <laughs> Although I did feel obviously. We went into lockdown, so I didn't work solidly for four months. And then the day that we went back, I actually got in contact with one of my really good friends. I was like, oh, do you want to get tattooed? She was like, yeah. It was only when she came in, she was like, hang on, you've not tattooed for a really long time. (laughs) I was like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And I did actually get really nervous just before, because I was like, oh my God, I've not done this in ages. But it came out all right. (laughs) We all lived. me and Russ are two uh, tattooless people, so big question. Not at all. Not at all. Does it hurt or doesn't it hurt? Because I hear so many different versions to I that think answer. It, it first of all depends on where it is. Some places yeah. are known to be a lot more painful than other places. Um, I think it's right. totally dependent on the person as well. Like, I've, for example, the inside of the top of the arm when I tattooed it on my brother he was like ready to kill me but then I I found it <laughs> one of the easiest places that I've been tattooed um right and I also I think the pain as well it's not really like 
I don't know. It's not like a crying pain. <laughs> all pains are crying pain to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I've always compared it to. It's kind of like having lots of cat scratches, but the cat's on fire because it's a bit burny. <laughs> oh, that sounds pleasant, yeah. <laughs> that sold it to me. It's more like aggravating. It's more, yeah, I, I find it yeah. more like it's bearable. Like I've been able to sit for quite a while, but it's just like aggravating. The closest I ever came mm. to a tattoo, because Matt and I we both used to be in the Navy and we were in Gibraltar once and loads of people started getting their service number tattooed on the bottom lip, but in the inside. <gasps> oh, no. And that was... A lot of people oh. have been here. The, the, yeah, quite a lot of people got it done, and it was one of those should I, shouldn't I, and I didn't, thankfully. But I just imagine that would be really painful to do. And so when people pull the bottom, even when we go on Navy reunions now, people still pull their bottom lips down, and you can see that perfect service number on their bottom lip. Oh, my friend, actually, when she was on holiday in Magaluf, did exactly that. She woke up one morning, and she was like, God, my lip hurts. Proper, like, you know the hangover film? When he wakes up with a tattoo <laughs> yeah. to the toilet, and her friends were like, just, just pull your bottom lip down. And it said uh, Sophie, but now half of it's rubbed off, so it just says Fee. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I can imagine well, she that. Has, idea she has there, no memory of it. No memory of it getting done. <laughs> there's, there's some very funny pictures. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't say. I don't think I'd be jumping to get that one done. <laughs> no. No. So when do you think? We've, so if hopefully if lock, when lockdown eventually ends and we can get back to normal, is that you going to be straight back into the shop then carrying on with the tattooing? Are you going to concentrate more on the art? I think I'm going to... I've got quite a bit of like a list of commissions to do now, which is quite good. Um, yeah. Definitely since I don't know when I'm going to go back. So it's nice to have this behind me. It's kind of like a bit of a second job. I think I've sort of made up... Sort of made the decision that when I go back, I might only do like three or four days tattooing and then the rest doing commissions to sort of break up yeah. a little bit. Um, especially if I've got the demand on the commissions as well. Um, there's so, no point in turning around and being like, no, when it's, you know. So are you commissions are they, of people or are people asking for celebrity pictures for you to do? Or is it a um, mix of both? Yeah, it's sort of a mix of both. Like I get a lot of pet portraits. People yeah. love their animals being drawn, which, which is actually what kick-started off all of this. Um, it was through the first lockdown. I just drew a picture of my own dog. And then I had this girl that I tattooed message me going, can you do one for me? And then I posted a picture of hers. And it was literally from that, I got so many people wanting drawings of dogs. And I was like, what? Then I started having people wanting pictures of like family members or again, like I've had some celebrities, some people want celebrities being drawn and stuff. So that's what sort of kickstarted it. But it is a real mix. Um, yeah. yeah it's a proper mix of what you kind of get through. Have you had any celebrities reach out to you or seen your work? Ricky Gervais liked my tweet. Uh, I was going to—that was what I was going to say because your your um your banner on Twitter is the three portraits of Ricky Gervais. I was, yeah. was going to actually ask if he'd got in touch with you. Yeah, I I try. Obviously, it's quite difficult when they're such big celebrities because a lot of the time their accounts aren't actually run by them. Yeah. Um. So I drew Simon Pegg when I was younger, and it got liked by the Simon Pegg, but then. If you go onto his account, it actually says, this is not Simon Pegg. This is run right. by the people. And I was really excited when I read that. And I was like, oh, right, it's not that exciting now. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Got my hopes up and everything. 
Um, yeah, Ricky Gervais <laughs> liked the drawing. There's another DJ called Jamie Jones. He liked it. Um, I do try to like tag people in it. I sent I sent the David Attenborough drawing into WWF actually, and they sent me like a really nice message and said they'll try and get it over to him. Which I was like, whoa. I didn't realize he was a wrestler. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> oh, no. what my dad says. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm a dad joke, Terry. You've it's told a dad true. joke, Russ. It's okay, I'll live for them. It's all good. Oh, edit oh out, edit dear. Out. You know what? I had a horrible feeling you were going to say that, Russ. I thought, oh, no, I'd be dead clever if I say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can edit that out. No, 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 we can't. That's staying in. So, who's um, which of the celebrities do you think you'll be doing in the future? Have you got your who's got a really good face to draw? Would you say? Um, at the moment, I'm doing that big sort of AT piece, and I'm doing Jack Nicholson from The Shining. You know, he sticks his face through the door. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm yeah, doing yeah. A, Gollum slash Smeagol drawing as well, which should be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I give myself little plans of what I'm going to draw, and I'm like, I get really inspired. And I make like a little list, and then I go to it a week later. I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it just, I don't know. It sort of depends on how I'm feeling, really. Which celebrity would you, if, if you could pick any celebrity that would tweet you and say, "I want you to do a commission for me," who would you want to do? Whoa, if they, what, if they wanted me to do a drawing for them? Yeah, so some celebrity just said, I want to you to, who would be your ideal celebrity? Oh my gosh. Um, for, I, I've literally forgotten every single celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, Richard Attenborough? <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Um, that is a really difficult question and no one has ever asked me that before. The Queen? Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Sorry, I didn't mean that in like a mean way against the. But just be like drawing a, just be like drawing a stamp, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, there's my dad good, joke. Yeah. That was more of a creepy uncle cool joke. That much to be fair. <laughs> creepy uncle, yeah. <laughs> oh. Hello. Oh, she gone. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't know what. Hello. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. It's oh okay. God. It's okay. I was just shouting at Matt saying, "Don't you ever tell stupid jokes like that again." <laughs> oh, I wish you were still <laughs> shouting at him when I like joined in. <laughs> just like, oh, slightly still okay. Um, that's where I went. That's I where you went, like, really, you know was it? Google yeah. some celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I've, even though I've drawn Ricky Gervais, I'm quite a big fan of his. Yeah. Um, so it would be really amazing if he did. Or I really do love Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. I really I do like him. And I do like Chris Hemsworth. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think who he <laughs> is. Thor. Thor. Oh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. I thought you said Thor. Oh, no, I thought one of you went Thor. I was like, okay. I thought that... <laughs> No, Thor. <laughs> I actually thought Matt with Thor. Like, well, I do like Thor, yes. 
Might have been a bit of an internal reaction, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, I really, I really like Scarlett Johansson as well. She's cool. Yeah. uh, Maybe you should do all the Avengers. I've really thought of doing this, like a really big drawing of them all. All those small ones. I don't know yet. Yeah. They're absolutely massive. There'll be loads of people Mm. after them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, It's as well, it's trying to find like the right photos to use as well. Yeah. Like there are some amazing photos of you know, Iron Man and Thor and stuff, then they're struggling to find the others. And then I'm like, oh, do I just do like a Iron Man related piece or like a Thor related piece or do I mash it all in together? Ugh. Too many decisions. So I'll leave that for now. <laughs> so um, obviously you're a very talented person to be able to do what you do. Did that come naturally? Or was it something that you just said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work at it until I can get it right? Or or how, um, how did it I come think, about for you? See, I think I'm quite a big believer in it. It's, it's not just based on like talent. It's definitely a lot of the work that you put in. But I do think that you have to have the passion for it from a young age. And like, not from a young age, but you have to really yeah. be patient with it because it's not something that you can just sort of do overnight. You can't just get really you know skilled overnight it is years and years and years of practicing and I think I just it's interesting my dad said that when my older brother was born he tried handing him like pen and paper because obviously he was really into drawing and my older brother just like pushed it away he was like no not for me and just like ran outside and ran into some mud or something I don't know proper typical like So they said, when when the we'll sister comes the along, cupboard. we'll put her in the cupboard paper. so she can't run out the house. Yeah. Yeah. He said that he handed it to me when I was really young and that was it. I was just straight straight away really into it. And then like through school, I was always sort of known as like the arty one. Like, Come and draw on the board. I'm like, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> so if you compare your work from like, say, three years ago to now, do you feel that you're improving? Like, do you think, right, I meant, much better now than 100%. I was then or is it sort of you reached a level and sort of that's no I, do you, do you understand what I mean 100% I know what you mean I was actually having a conversation with this man over Twitter he messaged me saying that his child is really really into drawing but is kind of a bit stuck and they asked me that the same sort of question and I sent him two photos I yeah. sent him the David Attenborough piece that I've done and then I sent him a piece that I did um about eight months ago and I, even from that, just those two pictures, you can see such an improvement. And it's, I think I've been drawing yeah. so much more because of the lockdown. So I, I look at my drawings even from the start of the lockdown to now, and I can, I can see a massive improvement. And so can everyone else. I suppose the lockdown, in a way, gives you more time to yourself to, yeah, to it did. work I on your art, I doesn't it? I draw nearly every single day. <laughs> And um, every single day I'm sitting drawing something. So I'm constantly improving. Yeah. And like I said, I look back at some stuff that I did a year ago and I'm like, wow, it looks so different. See, like my mindset's like a million miles away from that. Like when lockdown started, I was like, yeah, I'm def- I'm going to learn the piano. So I got myself some books. I had to go for about a week <laughs> and I just thought, this is hard. I can't do it and give up. I wish I had that. What, everything you've just described that I wish I had. Because it's just it's just such a good drive. That, and a good it's just trait. patience. It's patience. I think. Yeah. 
and I've always been just I'm quite a patient person um quite happy and content and and it's one of those things where I'm because I've done it for so long I know that when you mess up that's not the end yeah and you can just like either you know even if you bleed on it you can just start again (laughs) (laughs) okay so if someone wanted to look at your work or get in touch with you have you got a twitter and your instagram or a website that people can uh, have a look at your work and get in touch with you uh the best way is to go on to instagram i think at the moment um i've got a website sort of in the works my dad's making one because as i said he's a graphic designer but my instagram is india may tattoo all one word and then yeah. my twitter is india underscore barton and my dms are just open to for people to message into or i have got an email that's linked to my instagram account but i'm happy if someone's just to send me a direct message spot on and i'd recommend anyone listening to this have a look at her instagram have a look at her twitter because her drawings are absolutely fantastic um india it's been a really good interview thank you so much thank you so much for having me it's been lovely. thank you and uh please 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 get your sell on portrait artist because i'm telling <laughs> you you'll smash it thank you so no thank you really enjoyed it thanks for speaking to us and uh take care See you later. Bye. So join us on YouTube at the end of this week for Matt and Russ's first video titled Matt and Russ Burn a Cat and Get Scratched by it to see if they can withstand the pain of a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me she's actually set a cat on fire and let it scratch her because that's really quite a specific detailed answer. We shouldn't be making them accusations after the interview when she's not here to defend herself. So <laughs> okay. that's yeah. Russ saying that, not the podcast. Sorry, yeah. I did have to fact check you to see if Richard Attenborough is David Attenborough's brother, and I can confirm he is. I know. I know. Yeah, we all know now. <laughs> I thought you just made that up to get yourself out of that. No. No, no, now. Right, well, I'm a bit annoyed that you have to fact-check me, but... Well, really, what I should have done for the last year has been fact-checking everything you're saying, because... It's a bit late now. Yeah, I know, I know. If episodes start getting removed off our archives, they've been (laughs) fact-checked. Yeah, okay. So, did you enjoy that conversation, Russ? I did, that was really good, really interesting, funny, yeah. And again, I just really hope she goes on our chest portrait artist of the year because I think she'd absolutely smash it. Yeah, yeah, I hope she does as well. And then that, well, do you remember our first ever guest was um, was Joe Bangles, and then three days later he was on GMB talking to Piers Morgan. Yeah. If that happens, if India goes onto that show, we're practically talent agents. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. We're giving people their big break before they get it themselves. Yeah, I'll go with that, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's true, but... It isn't. It isn't. In my head, it is. Okay. Well, that's all that's important. Like, you know, if if it's in your head and it's important, then it's right. Like when you didn't run over those children in your head, you know, (laughs) you didn't. No, I know. Yeah. So um, the fun's only just starting for us, Russ. We have got a busy, well, probably a busy year now because we don't know when to stop, do we? No. It took us ages to finish Series 1. <laughs> it took us ages to get back into it and all. 
What, a month? <laughs> what? It was only like a month we had off, wasn't it? I know, but we kept saying, we'll do it again, we'll do it again. It felt longer than a month. We were supposed to do so much in that month. I know, but we didn't. And well, we've, got some, we've got some other interviews lined up. Who else have we got? Um, well, next week, this time next week, we're going international. We are, yeah. We are talking to a potato. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, For disclosure, we're not actually talking to a potato. She just calls herself a potato lady. She reviews podcasts. Yeah, and she's got her own podcast as well. Yeah, so that'd be a good chat. And um, we've been getting on well. So we thought, let's have a chat with her. Yeah. And what we're going to do, really, is just compare England and America. Come to the conclusion England's better and, uh, we'll try and see make... if she agrees. And we'll try and make her a Carlisle United fan. Yes, we are. Yes, yes. Because uh, I-, I would, if it was just me and her talking, I'd try and make her a Villa fan. But Villa are in the Premier League. Carlisle. I- do you reckon Carlisle have got any American fans? I don't know, I'm sure there will be somewhere. But you've got Tom Hanks. We've got and Prince William. Yeah, so So you can have Potato Lady. Yeah, that's that's good, that's good. And um this Friday, as long as everything goes well, which it never usually does, maybe Saturday, hopefully Friday, we will be I can't say his name, so you're gonna have to say this, Russ. The bloke who does the predictions. What? You know, oh, I thought you were talking about an interview. Sorry, I thought you were talking about an interview. No, no um, <laughs> yeah, we're doing an ep- our next episode is on Nostradamus and his predictions. Nostradamus, yeah, yeah, and we're going to be doing our own predictions. And if you've got any predictions yourself, submit them to us via Twitter or our email, and uh, we'll read them out. So when I do my three predictions, I will be Matt Tradamus. Ooh, and when like you it. do, and when you do yours, you'll be not Tradamus. No, I'll be Rustradamus. No, because R- Notradamus sounds more. No, Rustradamus. We're not getting. We're not going down this rabbit hole. No, that's not. That's not. We've got new people listening. We don't want to put them off. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed the interview. We certainly did, and all the best to India with her career and her ventures. Really talented artist. Go and check her out on her Instagram and her Twitter. Yeah, really good. And, uh, and when we've got a budget, we'll get her to draw our cover. Yeah. For our podcast. I want it to be like, I'm thinking, I'd be like on my front with my, my hand, my chin resting on my hands with my legs up crossed. And then, <laughs> you know, like on a, on a, like a bare skin carpet. And you'd be like... With a rose in your mouth. No, not the rose. But then you like lean on a piano looking like you're thinking. That'd be a good cover. I think Why I didn't I, say any of this when she was with us, just. I know, but I, I think it might creep her out. Yeah, well, it'll creep her out when it's in her inbox <laughs> in two days. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe. And we'll see you again. Goodbye. Bye.